0: Summit in Tucson, Arizona, The Core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Jim Reed and Oleg Takash. Today's topic, a day in the life of a top producer.
1: All right, so if you're in the right class, you're in the day of a life of a top producer. Now there's a problem, so I just want to clear it up. There's only one top producer on the stage and it's not me. I run a top branch. We do somewhere between 1,300 and 1,700 loans in a year. We do about a half a billion out of my branch. So I run a top branch, but there's only one top producer and that's my boy Oleg. Give it up for Oleg. Thanks, Jim. So um, I wanna learn. I want to start, by the way, I usually start a class, if that's okay with you guys, and it's gonna take a little bit of mic running um, and it's to, to, to ask you what you wanna get out of the class. Why'd you come? Like, you guys are all top producers, um, So, I want specific things from you about what you want to get out of today's class. you got to raise your hand and wait to be called on. Participatory, yes.
0: I want some more structure in my day and make my day more meaningful.
1: So, you want to learn how to make sure your day is totally structured. Cool. You okay with following it once it's structured or do you struggle with that as well? You will? Like, I find that most of you guys have a structured day, but you just can't follow it. Is that most of you guys? It's like it's on there that you're supposed to be doing something, but you don't look at your calendar enough and you just don't follow it. So I think it's both. So how to structure and how to follow it. Good.
0: Oh, uh, so how to shift from salesperson to business person in a sense, maybe delegation, that kind of thing, and not feel like you're running the machine so much.
1: Uh, like you mean bouncing back and forth?
0: No, not necessarily. Like how to how to not feel like you're running everything. Probably probably falls under delegation.
1: Okay. So how to be more of a business person? Yeah, exactly. How to, okay. how to feel like it's not revolving around You realize your... Rick does not want me to teach you that. Like... He wants me to teach you how to be a better salesperson. You guys realize that? Like, I'm not making fun of you, I'm making a point. And in the in the past, what, when, I, when I first came to the core, which was over, it was almost 7, 18 years ago, the path, the journey that was mapped out before us was salesperson, manager, owner.
0: Maybe I could maybe I could sit and becoming a better leader or leading the team better, that kind of thing, like doing activities that manage the team better. That's kind of where I'm where I'm
1: okay. going with it. So management skills, cool. Next, to everyone, I can't really see because the was, lights are um, super the bright.
0: distractions You talked about getting rid of your email. That was the biggest distractions. What other distractions to get rid of and how to set the proper expectations for your team to help with that?
1: Like how to get rid of the stuff that you know doesn't make you money? Is that what you want? Okay. Sounds a lot like a doctor-nurse class so far. I'm super excited. Yes. Oh.
0: So I was going to see if, Oleg, you could go into more detail on specifically how you delegate your email to your um, assistant or LP1 or whatever that is, executive assistant. Like how you made that transition to going, you know, in greater detail. And then number two, you spoke about agent legend. If you go into more detail on specifically how and where you're using that. Okay.
1: Okay. So, detail, so detailed delegation? On, on Specifically on email? Okay.
0: So top producers juggle a lot on a daily basis. What are some different hacks that you have in your day that you can share
1: so different tricks to get through the day better. Okay, cool. Oh, I think, I think, I think only...
0: yeah, not hat hack. hack. All right. All right.
1: It's an Oleg question. We'll make sure all answers that one. Yes.
0: Doing a better job of filling up a calendar with, with meaningful events ahead of time instead of being reactive during the week. So plan, yeah. planning better. And how, to, how
1: to, how to book your week in advance. Is that what you mean? How to get your week filled in advance. How to get your week filled in advance.
0: What do you guys do to when you're running out of steam during the workday and how to keep up that conditioning sometimes throughout the year, throughout the months when, you, when you're when you really not feeling it, what makes you push through?
1: How do you stay focused?
0: Some tips on better planning.
1: How to get ready for the day. How a superstar gets ready for his day. I think that's an excellent segue to the next part of this class. So... Um, What we did, what Oleg did in preparation for this class is record a video, a day in the life of a top producer. And so uh, is it queued up? So set us up for your video,
0: Oleg. Very simply, um, it it was, I don't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday, but it was just a typical day. I had somebody follow me around just like Jeremy. thought that was brilliant. It's a lot easier when you could see it. And uh, yeah, uh, started off at like 5:45 in the morning. You know, one thing that I started doing um, about 120 days ago is every day, no matter what, I wake up at 5:45. I have an accountability partner. He's actually in the room right there, Roman. And um, we send each other a selfie in the morning to prove that we're up. And yeah, uh, it, it works. And we've been up. It's like 100 and almost 30 days now, and that's been a big game changer. And and so that's when this video started. Awesome, let's roll it. So it's 7.25 right now, and I'm headed to my uh, first appointment of the day, which is a breakfast appointment. Typically takes me about 25 minutes to get ready in the morning, and I have uh, a breakfast appointment three to four times a week with a referral partner, past client, Um, real estate agent, and um, I'm very strategic with how I do them. I will only meet with people at the same uh, breakfast spot, which happens to be one minute away from my house. Here we are pulling up to uh, the breakfast spot, and uh, we're meeting with a real estate agent this morning, and so here we go, 7.30 to 8.30, our first meeting of the day. here at the office now. Um, And so, you know, one thing that I should probably talk about is a question that I get asked all the time is mindset. You know, what's your mindset going into each day? And for me, very simply, it's, you know, stuff your calendar with activity. You know, do 10 times more than you technically should be doing and just really just focus on massive action, massive leads, massive conversion. The first thing that I do when I get into the office typically is I'm going through any emails that I need to respond to. Um, my team responds to pretty much 98% of my emails. Um, in addition to that, the other part that I do uh, look at in the morning is the lead tracker, and I look at how many leads we got in um, uh, yesterday. I, I look at the notes from the lead tracker. I'm, I'm, I'm checking out, you know, who do I need to reach out to? Who do I need to talk to this morning? So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm meeting with my LP1s, Tuesday and Thursday, I'm meeting with my LP2s. And so between the time of coming in here to that t- uh, point, I'm knocking out phone calls, following up with the leads, um, you know, d- uh, calling the leads from the day before and everything else and responding. So that's pretty much what my mornings look like up until my uh, pipeline meeting with my team. All right. So let's just run through the pipeline and, and all that. Uh, Kennedy?
1: Funded.
0: Funded? Okay. Mm-hmm. By the way, after uh, that one closes, Pam, we need to have them write a review about the mortgage company that declined them and how we we're able to save the deal pretty much in like 10 days. So typically, when I'm, whenever I'm driving around in between appointments and everything, I'm in direct contact with my LP1s, and I'm always knocking out phone calls. Like some people ask me, will you meet with an agent an hour and a half away? Yeah, because technically it's three hours of calling that I get in between the meetings, so I don't mind going for a drive. Hey, Allison. What's up? Hey, so um, I just got off the phone with Anvar, and okay. he wants to purchase a rental property with 20% down. Could you update the agent on that for me? No. Okay. Thank you so uh-huh. much, Allison. Thank you. All right. Good luck. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So we're we're uh, driving to a Lunch & Learn right now, and so everybody has a different opinion on Lunch and & Learns, and, you know, my strategy very simply is I don't personally like very 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 large groups and what I mean by that is the lunch and learns that have 50 70 100 people in it um, I don't like those all lunch and learn is it's it it bridges the gap between somebody that doesn't know you and then they kind of know you and then you want to reach out with to them and set up a in-person face-to-face I always shoot for the smaller groups five to seven to ten agents um, I usually don't like to have more than ten. That's my ideal luncheon or that's my strategy. is it gets me in the door and then face to face with every single person after that. I have the scenario right now where we save the deal. And I'm sure all you guys, especially at the core, you guys save deals all the time. And so what I use this as an opportunity to reach out to the agent once we have loan approval um, and we're close to closing and leverage that in uh, having them refer, the, you know, instead of just getting the hard deals from them, but trying to get to that primary lender position and having them refer the next three to four good transactions over to me. So here I am calling an agent. We just got a deal approved that was denied by another lender. So here we go. Susan, it's Oleg. Hey, Oleg. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You can tell I'm excited, huh? I can. So check this out. Like I'm telling you, we worked so freaking hard on on that file. I mean, we battled it out with our underwriting manager and everything and everybody. And uh, the great news that I have for you today is uh, we got him approved. We got our approval. We got past everything, and we are close to getting our file cleared for docs. And I just want to I is my that God. With you, yes, yes. However. However, what I need from you is, like, your next three to five easy deals for what we did on this one. I think we should <laughs> it. So your next four to five easy deals, they're mine. Just remember that. I know. All right? I will totally remember. I don't know why I think you – because I trust you. Yes. Because I, you know, I totally loyal. So right. thank you so much, Delay. Yeah, You're awesome. You. I hope you have a great rest of your day, Susan, and let's keep making it happen. I do that every possible opportunity that I can because it creates leverage. And a lot of people don't realize how many deals they're missing by just making it always look super easy. If you do that, then all they will do, all that your referral partners will do is use you for their save deals and that's it. So use that to get in with the other deals. So I just finished up the Lunch and Learn at John's office. I felt like I did a good job, made 10 solid contacts that I'm going to follow up with for a one-on-one. And I also just had uh, lunch at a local seafood place. The reason why I eat at the Lunch and Learn is because I avoid carbs. I'm super strategic on what I put into my body. Um, Just because I feel like your stamina, your, um, your overall conversion rate, goes down when you don't feel great about yourself, so put the right food in your system, you feel better, you sell better. That's my take on it. Hello, it's Rick. Rick, it's Oleg. Oleg, what's happening, puppy? Everything is good, man. How are you doing? What do you need? You need a job? I'm ready to hire you, too. Are you asking me? Yeah, what do you need? It's going great, uh, Rick. Called 100 agents on Monday. Been on fire. They called 100 agents on Monday, David. You swear you called 100 agents on Monday, Oleg? We outwork everybody. Cool! Someday you might even be able to say you outwork me, correct? Someday. It ain't today. It See you later, today. puppy. Thanks, Rick. All right, so I just got back. Um, two hours of drive time, one hour lunch and learn. In the three-hour period, got 10 face-to-faces, 17 phone calls. You always have to be on it. You always have to be in green time. You always got to be in prospect time. Make every moment count. If you make every moment count, you'll realize how many moments you have that you can make that one more call or two more calls or see one more person. So um, that's what I think it's about. Every day between 4.30 and one of my LP1s today happens to be Allison, and it lets me know who I need to call back, Um, any unconverted leads. We go over the unconverted leads. We go over the closings that happened that day, and everybody that I need to call as far as the listing agent, buyer's agent, and the the buyer, and pretty much uh, everything that I have to do from my end. So from 4.30 to 5.30 is when I do that, uh, and I also respond to any emails that I need to respond to. So. Anyway, what what do we have for today? All right. So I just finished making all my callbacks, uh, calling all the unconverted leads of the day, uh, pretty much reaching out to all the closings, calling and trying to get listing agents to meet with me from the closings that we had. And today is a special day where we're we're going to be doing call night. And so every two weeks we do call night, and we do it on the same day every week. We call between five and seven. And we pretty much, as a whole team, stay back. We call all the leads that we haven't converted yet for the year. We follow up on on them, try to get us documents. And at the same time, too, we reach out to all the agents that referred those leads to us. We update them on leads. And at the same time, we're asking them for more leads. So, for example, let's say we have 10 people that show up to call night, and we're all calling for two hours each. We just add an additional 20 hours of phone calls to our leads, to our agents, and I got to give all the props to Lizzie Hopper. She taught me uh, how to do call night. She's the one that came up with the idea, and here we go. We're going to jump into call night. It's 7 p.m. We just finished up call night, uh, generated a couple leads, uh, updated and talked to a ton of different agents. Um, so the thing is, is that when, when it comes down to your schedule, Keep it as simple as possible, as predictable as possible. Um, I pretty much do the same thing every single week. Every single Wednesday looks the same, week in and week out. Every single Friday looks the same, week in and week out. So I hope you got a couple good tactics out of the video. If you even got one good tactic out of this video, I think for that alone, you should give me a 10 on the class. Now, in addition to that, if you know anybody in Washington State that needs a mortgage, send them our way. My team and I will take great care of them. And... Again, thank you for watching. (laughs) So I want you to pair up in groups
1: of three. Write down the number one thing you got from watching that video about Oleg that you need to copy. Write it down first. Take a second. And then I want you to share amongst your group of three. And pick what the very best thing is that you guys got as a group out of that. Because I want to go around and share. Okay, go ahead. Um, everybody at our table, like, call night. Call night. Yes. So, call night was what I wrote down. What I never thought about, When he said, when, when the way he explained it hit home for me. I'm like, call night? Eh, I don't really know. I don't want to do it. But when he multiplied the number of people, time to hours, I'm like, oh, that's like one full-time employee working half of a week just calling people all in one night. That's pretty good. Call night, super huge leverage. Like top producers, every single one of them leverage, every single one of them. The trick is what? Don't leverage so much that you're not the relationship guy. That's it's it's a balancing act. Another one. Having a list of people ready to call uh, when you're in your car driving. Having uh spending every moment right. So one of the two things, or two or three things, I asked Josh before the class. What's two or three things you want to get out of it? And one of the, one of them, what he said, I thought was super impactful for me. Was the pace of the day for a top producer? It's exhausting. Like, have you ever been going on vacation and you've got like two and a half days before vacation and you got about seven days of work? That's how Oleg works. How often? Every day. Every day. Next person. Over there. Just talk because I can't see. I feel like. Uh, staying in the green time and not answering email during the day. staying in green time like I didn't see him on a computer did you no oh, wow. I didn't see him on a computer I didn't see him taking yeah, a 1003 know. and I didn't see him checking email I did see him doing a felony driving while texting though I did see that
0: <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> go ahead no, no, no. I'll it. yeah I mean you, this voice there's you know there's ways around that go ahead respa doesn't really find you for that one smaller lunch and learns yeah um Talk about why, again, why did you go to smaller Lunch and Learns?
0: Yeah, so a lot of people do Lunch and Learns, and afterwards nothing happens. And the thing is, is that when, when you do a Lunch and Learn, most of the people that are watching you, they feel like, one, you got it all together, two, you're too busy for them, and you really don't need their business. And so for me, um, I wanted to avoid that because... What's always worked for me was getting face-to-face. And so if you do a lunch and learn with 30 to 40 people, you're not going to get face-to-face with 30 to 40 people. That's why I like the, uh, you know, between 5 and 10, because with every one of them, and and from that um, lunch and learn that I had, I already met with 90% of the people one-on-one and sold them. And so that's why I don't like to do larger uh, groups. You know what I liked about his lunch and learn? He went to them.
1: How many of you guys are doing lunch and learns at your office and the same 12 ding-dongs show up for the free lunch? Raise your hand. Yeah, and they don't send you any business because they don't got any. People who are busy don't come to Mm -hmm. your office. So I love that. You know you could do the same topic 12 times at 12 different real estate offices, and that would be 12 lunch and learns.
0: That's actually what I do. I never do, a, a, a do uh, an office twice. It's always the same, greatness tracker, lead tracker, how to do massive leads, massive conversion. Here's how you do it. I just do the same one at different offices. Over and over. Cool. There you go. Do you, do you do these lunch and learns at the offices of the real estate, or do you, is there a certain place that you do them all the oh, time? Always at the office of the real estate, because then, then you have an in. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: How do you get, do any of these office ha, offices have in-house uh, lenders currently? And every, if so, every how one do you them. avoid that? Every one of them. How do you avoid I just that? just wave at them. I don't, why would you avoid it? No, she's saying if, you if, if
1: they have an in-house lender, they won't let me come do a lunch and learn because yeah. they feel
0: like it violates that
1: relationship. I know yeah. how I get around it. How do you get around it?
0: I don't even talk about
1: it. I'm Jim Reed with the Corps. What are you talking yep. about? Aren't you guys all with the core? Are you guys with the core? Is it a real estate and training company? Yes. You're with the core. You're going to teach them core stuff. Don't even bring up the fact that you're a lender until the end.
0: That's great. I, I just really haven't had it come up, to be honest with you, but that's a great one. So these are agents that you currently work with and have an in in that office, and then you're asking them to bring others that you don't work with? They introduce me to their branch manager. I meet with them. I talk about what I do, what my business looks like, how I've grown, and that I want to teach their agents how to make more money. and and close more transactions and ultimately make them more money so you have one i'm sorry i'm going deep on this but i have to understand it so one agent that you work with then they introduce you to the office manager whatever correct you then meet with that office manager and then he gives you the okay you can come in keep it quiet or whatever correct exactly okay thanks Same time, to- yeah, greatness tracker, league tracker, same time. I think
1: so topic. many of you guys don't do lunch and learns because you're stressing about the topic and being the expert. He just does the same one at 50 real estate offices. You know, he works on getting into the new office, not what he's going to talk Again,
0: about. Again, the goal in the lunch and learn is to just get that meeting with them. It's an introduction to them for you to take them to lunch and go face to face. That's all it is for me. So I don't, I, unless it's different people in that office... I'm not going to do the same luncheon or twice. I love the 10-time uh, the mentality, um, the 10 times uh, just do more than anybody else 10 times. Uh, can you give me a little bit more, um, like, tactics around that, or do you, is it just a mindset thing that you tell yourself first thing in the morning? Is it something you engage in your team with? Is it, I mean, give me more tactics around that. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I don't really work on loan files anymore on any level other than problem solve. And so my team knows, since I'm the only originator, I have to spend all my time bringing the business in, driving the leads, meeting with referral partners, and so that's pretty much it. So my day every day is just prospect all day long. Um, and so the only time, again, I work on loan files is the loan files blowing up a couple of us get around, um, you know, somebody's computer, or we're just asking questions. Did you try this? Did you try this? Did you try this? Let's get the underwriting manager on the line. Let's talk through it. Let's do this. And that's it. And so, you know, what what it really comes down to then is just knowing what your top three job duties are, which, um, you know, for me, number one is, you know, manage 200 agents. Number two is generate 250 leads. And and number three is uh, run the branch. And because of that, it's just, It's all straight prospecting, and that's how, even with coaching all day Thursday, you could get away with a 30-hour prospecting week and do more than most people.
1: So, but but listen, what were his top three or four tactics for the 10 times mentality? I I picked up on some. What did you guys pick up on? He starts his day the same time. How often? He controls what he puts in his body. How often? He works out. How often? How often? Like if you're busy, have you ever heard the expression, if you want something done, you must give it to a busy person. And if you, if you have too much staff, which honestly is a lot of you right now, how many of you have too much staff? Oh, honestly, you guys have too much staff and they are what? They're scared. Right? It's slowing down a little bit in some markets. People are avoiding layoffs. we got emotional connections. We're working on being a trot producer. We want to be busy. We want ten times mentality. You want ten times mentality? Cut your staff. Because when you got people laying around that are not busy, they have a habit of being not busy. And then they get scared. You guys got to pay attention to this. They get scared and they know layoffs are coming. They are not stupid. So what do they do to each other? What do they do to each other? They pick on each other. They whisper out each other. And they're waiting for a leader to take care of as many people as you can. Not take care of everybody. Take care of as many people as you can. you got to make quicker, better decisions, which comes from the way he starts his day. He doesn't ease into his day. I think too many of us ease into our day. Get there at nine thirty. Stay at work from the house for an hour and a half. I'm gonna make calls at home. Top producers, all my friends in here that are top producers, I call Josh, I call top producers. They're never at home. And they're never getting their hair cut and they're never at a bar. Ever. Unless it's like ten o'clock at night.
0: Well here's another thing. That's ten
1: times thinking, you guys get that? If you've got staff and they're laying around, you, that's one of
0: the biggest problems around 10 times thinking. Good. So here's another thing too. I want to add. I mean, Jim's absolutely right. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of people are overstaffed and your staff knows it, they feel it um, and they're scared. Use this as an opportunity. Too many people are, are like, well, they do this and I do this, like get your staff together and be like, look, guys, here's where we're at. Here's how many leads we need. Conversion is down in the market because everybody's shopping like crazy. Here's what we're all going to have to do now. This is why we do call nights. This is the goal of call nights. This is why you guys are going to be calling five agents a day moving forward each. This is why we're all writing thank you cards. Because at the end of the day, we need to increase our output to increase our leads to all essentially have job security. And I got to tell you, that conversation has to happen. And and, and use that as as leverage right now. Versus other people are like, well, hey... um, I'm an LP, 2 so I, I don't sell. It's like, no, your primary job is an LP, 2 Your secondary job is to call on five agents, and this is what you're going to say and this is how you're going to say it. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to survive this. And so use this time to meet with your team. That would be one of the first things that I would do when I get back. I'd throw a team meeting and say, look, times are changing. This is how we're going to get through it. Me as the leader, I've got to do my part, which means you guys got to be really, really good at keeping me away from the files. So that way we could all execute. And then now here are your secondary positions and roll with it.
1: Okay. Hey, yes, Josh. Um, so you've got, I think it was like 2.30 to 4.30 of meeting with clients, something like that. Is, uh, that meeting again? with meeting with your clients is like 2.30 to 4.30 or something like that?
0: 1.30 to 4.30. Is
1: that the only time you with, meet with clients, period? That's or do the you have only somebody time. Do you have somebody else that meets with clients if they can't make those times or what?
0: As of right now, no one meets with clients but me. That's going to change when I get back because we want to increase our convergence. So we want to go to 75% um, face-to-face if we can. And so because of that, we're going to have to. But as of right now, the 1.30 to 4.30, it's either over the phone or face-to-face. If it's face-to-face, 30 minutes. If it's over the phone, it's 15 minutes. Um, and that's, that's pretty much when I sell the results.
1: And for your level of business, how many of those slots are full when you go into a week?
0: They're packed every day.
1: Every single day. Every
0: single day. So So quantify
1: that. How many loans are you going to close this year?
0: Like 450. So
1: how many is that a month? 390 or 39, 38? So how many appointments, how many closings is that a day? Two? It's two closings every business day, right? 40 closings a month is two closings every business day. You got to take how many consultations to close a loan? About double. So you got to take four consultations a day to close two loans a day. Do you guys realize that? It's about 50% of your consultations will close. So he takes four consultations a day between 1.30 and 4.30. So how long are his consultations? Well, he's cheating. How is he cheating? No offense. I'm not trying to, like, pick on you, but he's cheating. How is he cheating? He told you. He's doing it on the phone. What do we want him to do? More and what? Now, he's a top producer, so it's like it's hard to criticize him. But do you think he would close more loans if more people met him in person? I personally think so. Absolutely. So he's got to figure out a way to meet more people in person. So that's what he's working on to convert more of his leads. Don't hear him say that he does phone consultations and not listen to Rick or me and skip that part. I'm scared of that. When he said that, it freaked me out. So I just did the math for you. Each closing is two consultations. He closes two closings per business day. He takes four consultations per business day in a three hour window. That's his business plan, and he's working on meeting more people face to face and less over the phone, right?
0: Um, yeah, Please? but in that roughly yes. in that time too, I'm, I'm I'm talking to leads that haven't been converted yet and, and, and everything else. But and, and it's a little bit more than two, probably because I'm doing a lot of over the phone. More than two what? It's more than two per closing, more than two consultations for closing. But that's oh, that's because, because you're doing them over the
1: phone. See, we just we just figured so, that out.
0: Yeah. So we're, we're, that's where we're going to be going to. So as of right now, Josh, it's just me. But when I come back, we are implementing that to where the team is going to meet with clients as well because we want to get as many people face to face so we see the value in that. Awesome. Uh, next, go ahead. I'm just I wanted to
1: ask one more question on the, on the lunch and learns as I, I love doing and I love the idea that you do less than like five, seven, ten people is better than having a big group. Do you, outside of core stuff that we coach, do you Add a little bit of about you and what you do as a lender, five minutes, two minutes. How do you sell your services during that lunch and learn?
0: So, so when I'm doing the lunch and learn and I'm talking about the lead tracker, that's when I'm, talk, when I'm selling my team. By the way, this is what we follow. We follow up on every lead seven times. If any lender is telling you they're doing more than that, they're lying to you. Most lenders call once, maybe twice, right? So at the end of the day, the way we help our agents close more is we'll, we'll never – We'll never let your, your lead down. We'll call them up seven times and update you each time we call them. If we do that for you, will we help you close more and make more? Then you should be using us. I mean, some, I'm, I'm constantly selling us in the lunch and learn. Throughout the process. I'm programming that, yeah. And do
1: you qualify your agents for your one-on-one follow-up later based on their production?
0: I'll meet with everybody. You'll meet with everybody. I don't discriminate. I like Hold it. on. You'll meet with any, any lead? I'll meet with, with every ad- agent. A lot of people are like, well, that agent is brand new, so why would you meet with them? And I go, well, every brand new agent that I got sends me their mom, sends me their brother, sends me, those are the best leads. they all close because they're brand new. So when you're, when you say, hey, you know, Jim, Hmm. my brother needs a deal. Now all of a sudden, Jim's my guy. You got to work with Jim. That's way better than the agent that's running 5,000 Zillow leads that wants you to call them all and update them all today, Right. So that's why, at the end of the day, if they're active, that's their primary job. It's not a secondary job for them. I'll meet with any agent.
1: Thank you. One thing I noticed in the video was the hyper-focus on the lead tracker and on leads. I mean, I think you probably said the word leads 20 or 30 times over the course of that video. And you're looking at it first thing in the morning. You're talking to the LP1 at the end of the day. It just seemed like the lead tracker was very front and center. That, that's something that I caught.
0: It's all about the at the end of the day right so right and
1: i know you had a follow-up plan for a while could you you know could you touch on that like you have that first meeting and then what you know what's what's the process to make sure that they're sending the
0: business so we put everybody on, a, on our 10-week follow-up plan my marketing guy does it so as soon as the meeting is done i will either take a picture and send it to my marketing guy or i will leave him a voicemail and in that voicemail that I leave him, um, I'll slide dial him, and I'll be like, hey, I just met with Josh, Uh, Josh is really into snowboarding, so buy him something snowboarding-related, send it to him. By the way, add Josh to our 10-week follow-up plan. And so automatically, Josh is is added. My current follow-up plan actually doesn't have me in it at all, and um, I don't have to have any touch points in there other than the last final call. And so uh, when we started tracking this with my students, our lead or our meeting to lead ratio was over 90%. We got at least one lead from them, from the meeting. So it's extremely high. But you got to ask yourself, how did that meeting go? I mean, were you super likable? Were you relatable? Did you add value? Did they walk away from the meeting thinking, you know what? That person is going to help me you know, change my business and that's who I want to be aligned with? Because if you, if that's not the case, you could send them anything you want. It doesn't matter.
1: the most important part of his follow-up plan it's in writing and he does not do it like i have the same follow-up plan i give it to stephanie and she schedules i'll I'll see something pop up in my calendar it'll say text tom phillips meeting last week and i'll remember tom phillips and i'll go and i'll text him something and then the week after that i'll say call Tom phillips meeting two weeks ago and i'll call him and check in on him and he gets added to our program of the week and he gets invited to our stuff it's somebody else doing it that's the only way a top producer gets stuff done you can't count on yourself for follow-up. It's impossible. Someone's got to. Like the only thing I didn't see that only that, that I think maybe he does in a different way is every single day my loan partner hands me a sheet of who I have to call that day. Piece of paper every morning. Here's your calls. So a list every day. Do you do get that?
0: Yeah. So okay. Um, that day we didn't have it because we had call night. But typically in my other days that are not call, call night days, or if I don't have a lunch and warrant, it's preloaded phone burner. So, oh, they load it for you? Yep, they do it for me. So I just jump on, I know what theme, and it's just back to back to back to back.
1: How many days a week do you use Phone Burner? That's a hack right there. Oh, it's a hack. <laughs> how many days a week?
0: Oh, four, at least four.
1: At least four. How many yeah. hours a day?
0: Uh, well, on, on Monday, it's on for like six, seven hours. So I call through my agents on Phone Burner.
1: Do you call agents for six or seven hours on Monday? Yeah.
0: You, hold on hold, on, hold on, hold on, I got questions. Yeah. Are you lying? No. They I don't, all think you're lying. I don't rush the calls. Here's the thing. Like, I will talk to an agent for 45 minutes, and I'll find value in that, even if they're not producing that much. Like, it's about building the relationship. When your mindset is all, hey, I'm, I'm going to measure my conversation with Josh on his ability to refer me... That's just, in my opinion, that's the beginning to the end, because at the end of the day, now you're overthinking every call. Now you're measuring everybody, not based on your relationship with them, but what they could do for you. And I just think that's wrong. And so, for me, it's just a matter of how do I build connections with as many people as I can. There's one lady, I haven't done a deal with her for two years, I don't think she does deals. I talk to her every other Monday, we talk for like 45 minutes about life, it's great. It's not just about, hey... Are you serious? Absolutely. It's not just about, hey, are you going to make me money or are you not? It's building the relationships and the connections and developing that following. And I think that goes a lot farther than measuring somebody by how many units they do.
1: Wow, dude. that's like That was pretty big. I don't know if you all got that. That was like the biggest thing I got out of the day so far. Oh, Shayla has a question. Oh, you haven't always been that way. What changed?
0: I just slowly just turned into that. I think at the end of the day, it's just who you are as a person. And I just, I felt, I feel like our business is very cold and it makes it not fun when it's just super cold. And even though I'm super tactical at the end of the day, again, I'm not trying to gauge who's who and who do I need to meet with and who do I need to eliminate off my list it's, it's just about having a, g- a good time changing lives and going farther. You know when it changed, Shayla? I think it's when, when, um, when I had enough money where I wasn't afraid anymore. That's when it changed. That's
1: it. What are That's some great. of the secrets or tips that you have in regards to managing 200 agents? He just gave it to you. He calls for seven hours on Monday in Chitty Chats. So, That's like the secret.
0: So, so one is all-day agent calls on Monday. Two is have your team call on agents as well. Three is you have to have a very, very good marketing plan. And when I say plan is every two weeks, no matter what, they're going to get an industry video from me. Um, in addition to that, twice a year they're going to receive either a cheesy gift or a book. And so the last book I sent out to everybody is Living with a Seal. I love that book. I sent it to everybody. I called through it. Uh, I called through, talked to a lot of people that love the book. We do one agent event a year. I'm not big on huge events again. I just I just do one a year, Um, and that's pretty much it. It's just constantly staying in front of them. When we have when when we do the core uh, agent trainings, I'll send out a video to all the agents that want to grow their business that you know that that are interested in, in trainings, and I'll invite them to every one of them. It's pretty simple. I don't do anything crazy. I have
1: a question. Can I ask him some questions? So, I didn't see you manage other people. I didn't see you manage loan officers. I didn't see a bunch of the things that I think... I didn't see you solving loan problems. I didn't see you... um... I didn't see you do anything but sell. So, my question is, when and who does that?
0: Okay, so, a lot of people... That are big on hiring brand new people into the industry and all that, and I think that's great. But your LP2s and the people that are are working on files, like you have to have ex-underwriters working for you, or you're always going to be. Hold on a a minute. How many
1: loan officers do you have besides you?
0: We have two teams in our branch.
1: So two loan officers and teams.
0: Two, two, yeah, two big, yeah.
1: Two loan officers with teams. Mm -hmm. Correct. So he doesn't manage a lot. That's why. That's why I didn't see all that. I got that. Keep going. I'm sorry. I said.
0: So hire extremely talented people in this industry. Like, you're only as good as the team behind you. If your team is constantly pulling you in, then they obviously don't know what they're doing, very simply, right? And so, you either got to train them up or get somebody else in. You know, like, right now, I have a team member that's constantly in my office, and he's a, he's a newer guy, and I'm thinking to myself, at this event, I probably can't do that anymore. You know, like I, can't, like, I can't work with that because he's pulling me away from my number one job duty, which is prospecting. And so... Um, Ask yourself, you know, do you have the right people around you? And if you don't, you know, upgrade your staff to the right people, move people around, get some uh, additional sales training for them. But that's one. Um, Like, I won't bring brand new people on my team because I don't want to be the person that has to train them. And then the second thing is, yeah, I don't. I only hire big teams. So the other person uh, in the branch is, is a core guy. He does 100 million a year. Another guy wants to be in the core. He's doing about 45 to 50. And that's the that's the only type of LO I want to attract. And so I also hate micromanaging. And so my team knows, like, you could come and go when you want. Just make sure you do your job, right? If you're an LP2 you got to make sure that the docs are at escrow 72 hours ahead of time. Because if they're not a, a 72 hours ahead of time, I'm not going to get that appointment with the listing agent. If I don't get an appointment with the listing agent, we're not going to grow our agent base. We don't grow our agent base. You guys get the point. But a lot of your teams don't. And so my team understands the game we play and how it's played and why we do the things we do and why we do additional follow-ups, why we call seven times, why when we bring an agent in, why they need to sell what they do and here are the selling points because they get it. And when they get it and you have the right people around you, that's when you focus on your things, they focus on theirs.
1: You guys want to go over his calendar and my calendar real quick? So... Uh, First of all, Oleg, really good video. Um, Super entertaining. I want to work on for a little bit. I want to work on a little bit of management. Is that okay? Like I'm sitting here thinking about Oleg's day and I'm thinking about all you guys and I'm thinking about myself and I'm like, wow, dude, I have 24 loan officers. Who else has loan officers to manage? So I'm thinking, man, if I sold all that time and didn't give me any attention to them, what would happen? I'm not sure if they would leave or not. I'm thinking about just ignoring them to be 100% honest. But I got to do some I got to work on a little bit of management and scheduling. So, Oli, take us through your calendar on your week. Uh do you need your book? If you here here's a book right here.
0: Well, I mean, realistically, I don't. I mean, every day, uh um, it's the same every day. Every, every every week I try to repeat the same thing. So, Mondays, so Mondays. 100% agents. I, my team pretends I'm not in the office. I mean, that's really what what it is. Um Tuesday, uh, every Tuesday from 9.30 to 10.30, I'm meeting with my LP1s, and we're talking about the leads that we got. Who do we need to contact? Who do I need to talk to? Who's, you know, which agents we need to update and so forth. Um, right after my team meeting, which ends at 10.30 pretty much every day, other than Monday, I got nothing on Monday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, is my power hour. And so that's when I'm calling through my theme days whatever, you know, whichever day. From that point, I, I I have a lunch typically scheduled every single day. And so if for some reason I'm driving 30 minutes, I'm calling those 30 minutes. My team will have a list of who to call. And the way they've been doing it lately, they've actually, they've actually been texting me the list. So all I have to do is click on the number and I just call. Instead of, you know, they give you a list and then you're looking through your phone. So it's just That's it's a, a lot more efficient. It's a hack right there. It's a hack. There you go. So... Um, And then after the lunch appointment, very simply, um, it's back to that 1 to 4.30, meeting with clients. Um, And then I should back up a little bit. Every day I try to schedule a breakfast other than um, Monday. I'll try to have a breakfast appointment Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and even Saturday morning.
1: All right, so listen, I'm going to go through some management stuff. Ready? On Mondays. First of all, you got to have your daily team meeting, but I want to go through a management schedule with you about what I cover for training and for management. So Monday, every other Monday is a sales meeting. So for an hour, I'm with anybody who does sales in the branch. So who would that be? All loan partner ones and all loan officers. That's the way our teams run. Your teams may not be the same, but anybody who's handling sales, the loan partner ones leave after 15 minutes. I cover policies, I cover their questions, and I send them on their way. So every other week is a sales meeting. On the opposite time of that we, of that sales meeting, the same, the same hour, the opposite week is a management meeting. So anybody who manages people, so that's some of the loan officers who have team members, my ops manager, anybody who's a team lead is in a meeting every other week and we work on management. And I teach them two, two things during any of those meetings. One training topic and one experiential learning. Do you guys get what I mean by experiential learning? Yes? No? So, like, it's not lecture. It's not lecture. We're going to have a test. We're going to have something to work on where they contribute to the meeting. Make sense? So, we're going to do those meetings. Our training meetings are every other week by by department. Loan partner ones, loan partner twos, and processors. Every other week, get a training meeting. The topic is the same for every meeting, but we break them out. Who runs those meetings? Who runs the meetings for training for operational people? Me? No, operations manager runs it, right? So we've got to have a schedule for each thing that we're training on and everybody's position every other week is the rhythm. Every other week there has to be a departmental meeting. At the most, a half hour for training meetings, they get too long. So on Mondays, the th- other meeting that we do every single Monday is a pipeline meeting. So every Monday we go through every loan in the pipe. Every Tuesday we shut down and do all our Tuesday updates. Every Wednesday I do a half hour call with all my loan officers and we work on the scripts for that theme's day. So what's the Wednesday steam day pre apps, right? We call all our pre approvals. So I do a half hour blue jeans call with all my loan reps. We talk about what we're going to do during those calls. The same thing he would do if he was having his loan partners help him with those calls. You can't just have those, you can't just tell people to do that call at their level. Like if Oleg wants to replicate his time, what does he have to replicate? His style, right? They can't have their own style. They got to have a little bit of Oleg's style for Like if Oleg goes, you guys got to think about if you're going to do 70 loans or if you want to close 1600 loans, people come to work for Oleg and refer Oleg because of his style, People work for me and realtors refer me because they like me. The realtors who refer me may not refer him. So all my team members that interact, they gotta have my style a little bit. They gotta have my lingo a little bit. So, for right before we make the calls, I go over some scripts on what to say today for pre-approvals. Here's what to say on why buy now. Remind everybody of tax advantages of savings, of, of owning a home. It's about $250 per every 100000 in purchase price. If they want to know more about it, schedule them a meeting with me. Here's what it sounds like. Do a couple role plays and let them go make the calls. So that happens for a half hour on Blue Jeans with anybody who wants to join the call on the theme day beforehand. Make sense? Now, one of the things I thought Oleg started his day with, that you guys all got to learn to start your day with, was Greatness Tracker. Who did he do his greatness tracker in front of? He talked about leads with who? His team. Like you guys are doing a daily team meeting and you want to be like focused on sales. I think you got to start with your greatness tracker every single day. You just fill it out right in front of them with their assistance. How many face-to-faces did we as a team have yesterday? which, they, which you mean is you. How many break breads? Conversations. Pull out your cell phone. Pull out your call lists. How many leads did we get? How many events did we do? How many videos went out? All the way down the list. You start your day with that, that's what gets everybody thinking about the right stuff. Like what he really is good at is what kind of leadership. Yes, he, Josh had demonstration. It's leadership by example. He runs at such a high pace that if you're around him, it wears off on you. And that's what that's what you get when you start your day with that greatness tracker. Okay? So, I want you to go back into your group of three. I want you to write down the best thing you've gotten so far. And then share it amongst your group of three. Of the, all the ideas that we shared from the audience and from Oleg. Go ahead. Uh,
0: the greatness tracker with the team every morning, just to show them what you did for the past day, just increasing that sales activity for them.
1: You know what sucks about it? Because I started doing it when I didn't do anything the day before. That really sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: they just kind of look at you and you feel a lot of guilt. And that next day, boy, you sell like a madman. It does, it motivates you. Like one of the people asked, him, Oleg, how do you stay driven? And for me, uh, I kind of have a, enough money And I like the people I work with, but I only really work, I work way harder for them than I do for myself at this point, like way harder. When I think about laying people off, when I think about going back and switching to direct submit and changing roles and changing positions, and I think about not making my 40 realtor calls, I think about them and that's how I stay driven. So you got to find out what trick works for you because I do not want to lay anybody off. Yep. Best thing you got so far? Just the six or seven hours of call time on Mondays and not cutting those conversations. Close me away. I don't know. I, I, how do you not get bored?
0: If you, like, mean,
1: seriously, how do you not get bored? I'll start something like that and I'll get I bored know, and I'll find something people, else to do. A lot
0: of these people are my friends and, and, and I mean, over time you've developed relationships. So it's kind of like, I, I actually look forward to Mondays. He later, looks forward but. to it.
1: Okay, so I need to start being better friends. That's what I got out of that. That's good. Oh, I can like, I'm team. not even kidding. I like having your team plugging in the phone numbers and the or name phone numbers on your cell phones. Just press on it. That is brilliant. If you're driving. You can do one-touch dialing. Also works with Map Link. One-touch the, the navigation if you're on your way to an appointment. Got to put it in the right spot on the schedule appointment though. Got to watch that. So I think it's all great and it's very structured. And I know we all need more structure. But the thing that I thought was super impactful was the deal that was tough that you guys saved. And the time that you took to explain that, because I would have called and said, Hey, we got it approved. It's awesome. Let's go get it's closed. And you took the time to butter her up, get her excited, and then ask for more business right there. I thought that was huge. Because we get so fast in our day. Yeah, super so big.
0: So, can I say something to that? Yeah. Um, I had a couple different calls this year with uh, different lenders that are like, you know, we just get the crappy deals all the time, and, 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 and that's all we get, and this is like, it, it's stressing my team out. And I always ask them, like, could you run through an exact scenario like walk me through it like you get a crappy uh deal where you're trying to save how does it go how do you you know what do you say to the agent role play with me not one of them is using that as leverage and so every single one of them i tell them look we get that all the time i use that to pick up three to five extra deals
1: dude it's so big they do not know what you did unless you tell them what you did so the way i teach that is you have to brag about yourself more Jim actually
0: taught me that like four years ago. He said it on stage. Like, you know, he, He's like, talk about how great you are. Talk about, use that. Use that as leverage. Talk and about that- all
1: the work you did. You went to the COO. You went to the ops manager. You went to the head underwriter. She said, no. You set a meeting with the company owner. You had three underwriters in there. You got more documentation. And then they still said no. And then you said, dude, please, I need this one. And the boss said, okay. So you owe me.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the
1: thing on the texting... Uh, Oleg, the, I, the text that come through from your team on,
0: on dialing, the thing I think about with that is even a step back of, I think of reasons not to do something, and you think of solutions to be more efficient. Uh, I don't
1: know if that makes sense or not. But, yeah, he but, sees opportunity uh, where you see a, a roadblock. Because I've, I've been driving thinking, I don't know logistically how to make this thing work. I've got lists, and I'm trying to dial, and I'm going to wreck, and it's then going to work, so then I just don't do it. He figures out how to do it. Awesome.
0: I think I see more than ever that your schedule is clearly non-negotiable. You don't give yourself any time to get distracted or to choose something else to do. It's all set, and you just follow the plan that's mapped out in front of you, and other people are, you know, touch points to keep you directed and the entire day, and there's no room for error. Yeah, and the thing about that is, too, I'm sure I lose deals all the time because people want to meet with me at some point, and I can't. But at the same time, too, how many deals am I gaining by being super efficient and 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 having a schedule that's the same every single week and and my team knows where i am and when they could schedule i mean at the same time too again you're not going to win them all so ask yourself in what environment am i going to win the most
1: dude you're so rigid that we all thought you didn't have feelings (laughs) but i'm serious and then when you said about your monday look they're nodding dude i'm not the only one (laughs) when you said your monday calls that you enjoy just talking to people i swear to god we all I, i love you Cool. Let's go through Q and A. I guess I left lots of time for the Q and A. He's gonna fire his hands up, but can we go through this list first and make sure we handle all your stuff? So number one is how to stay motivated. Did you get that? Yes? I think one thing that he didn't that you didn't see on there about staying motivated was competition. Like, I know the guild list, I saw it earlier, and I was chitty chatting with him, I'm like, hey, who, I saw the, the, the guy, I, saw, I, I knew like most of the guys, guys and girls on the top chain of guild, and there was a couple names I didn't know, and I asked him about it, he knew all about them, he wasn't happy about it, he wanted to kick their butt. His body language changed, his jaw stuck out, he's very competitive, that's another way he stays motivated. Am I right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, so, <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, I was talking about it earlier, the five different levels of motivation, you know, right now for me it's competition, so put yourself in an environment that motivates you, whatever that is, and surround yourself with it. So me and Kevin Polakovich were, you know, we're competing month, uh, every month, whoever closes more alone sends the, uh, the loser sends the winner a thousand dollars and a, a, love note with how great the other person is. And so, again, you put yourself in that environment and you, and so if it's competition or financial so freedom I mean. for you, like for Lizzie, it's financial freedom. So her end, goal is, is right there, and that pushes her and drives her to, to that you know level of greatness, and so know what your uh, level of motivation that you're on, and put yourself in that environment.
1: Okay. Uh, structure and meaning in the day. Did, who said that, and did we answer it? I don't even know what that means anymore. You get the structure for his day, you know what his meaning is, right? More leads. Um, salesperson to business person. Um... Hopefully we gave you a little bit of that with the management stuff. But um, the, the one thing I want to say about that is when there's a problem in my branch, listen, a culture problem, a loan quality problem, uh, a lack of leads problem, uh, what are the kind of problems pop up in branches? Someone's stealing all the cookies problem, like parking lot problems. I handle them when? No, in the existing meeting structure everything is handled within the existing meeting structure like my ops manager always wants to have a special meeting or a special training about something new that came out we're now doing an office loan rep to do the bond program we got to have a special meeting no we don't call corporate tell them not roll it out till i get back and i'll cover it during my regular meeting schedule i cannot deviate if I deviate from the regular meeting schedule, then I'll skip something else. If I skip something else, then something will get missed. I handle it within that structure. If I can teach you anything about time management. A loan problem happens at 11 o'clock on Monday. I deal with it on Tuesday morning in the team meeting. It's closing in 20 30 days. It's, it, and most of the time, what happens to that loan problem? It fixes itself. I never even hear about it again. Yes, don't worry about that crap. Uh, distractions we just talked about. Setting expectations. Did we answer it? I'm asking whoever said it. You guys are the client, right? Did Did you get your question answered about setting expectations? Yes. Okay. Um, how to delegate an email? There's lots of classes on delegation. There's two. There's five steps, but there's two main ingredients. It has to be in writing, and they have to let you know it got done. Everything you give someone else to do, it has to be in writing, and they have to tell you when it's done. Now, I just got a text early this morning from Todd to take care of a loan officer that had a problem. They talked to someone at corporate who talked to somebody who talked to Todd, and it was on one of my loan reps, and he, he cut and pasted a text message, and on the break, I took care of it, and when I got done, I responded, done. Don't you want
0: your team to do that for you? Make them do
1: that for you. Make them do that when you delegate. Go ahead.
0: I think the person that asked that question might have wanted to know how to properly delegate your, your email to your team. Is that correct? Oh, correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's how you do it. Um, you know, one, you meet with, with them and you say, hey, you, you are the two people that are in charge of my email from this point forward. You guys respond to everything. I'm not going to look inside of it. I'm going to have a folder. Uh, for me, it's all like to do. If there's an email that you don't feel comfortable responding to, put it in there. I'm going to respond to it between 4.30 and 5.30 every single day. If it's super urgent and it can't wait till that point, then text me and let me know there's a super urgent email in my old to-do folder. All right? So pretty much then at that point, you know, the trick is staying out of it yourself because that's the most challenging part because we're, we're glued to, to our phones. And hmm. so basically every morning what I would do is I'd re- review the responses That they would send out, and in the beginning, I'll tell you guys right now, you will be disappointed. Like, like we got a contract in, and the response is like thanks, and I'm like, oh my god, we just got a contract in, your response is thanks. Like, so you got to you got to use that as you got you can't expect them to have perfection right away. So what we did is um, in the beginning, we scheduled 30 minutes a day to go over the previous day's emails, and for me to tell them, hey, you know, add a smiley here. Hey, this is not the way I would sound. Be more excited when it's this. Do this, and at the same time, too, between 4:30 and 5:30, I'll respond to my emails. But at the same time, you kind of start seeing a pattern of what they're not comfortable to responding to. So then you start bringing those up. Hey, by the way, next time you see these, you're going to see a lot of these type of questions. Here's how you respond. So over time, it's a work in pro. It is definitely a work in process and all that. But over time. They will respond better than you. They're super fast. I mean, my emails are all responded to. And right now, as far as my old to do uh, folder, I kid you not, I might have two emails a week that I have to respond to. Like some days I don't even look. How at long days. did it take
1: you to train them to get to where you had two emails a week for real?
0: Okay, so how long did it take me to train them to the point where it was really efficient and, and everything else? Four months. Four months. How long it took to get to this point? The year and a half that I've been having. What do do? most
1: of us do when we try to delegate our email? We give up. It took him four months before he was happy and a year and a half to get to where it is now. And we get so short-sighted, we don't see the long-term benefit to really staying with training that person. That's how you replicate your time
0: really well. And and that has to do with what I talked about earlier about being a multiplier. It's about spending your time today on the things that will give you more time tomorrow. Like invest in your team to do the things for you today that you don't have to. Because now, all of a sudden, how much more free time do I have every single day? Right? Yeah, for email, for sure.
1: Just real quick on email, Just just one last thing I need to add. Whoever is going to do your email, you have to tell them they must respond to every email Every single one, even the ones that go in the folder, to let that person know, hey, Ola, Jim will be able to respond to that email tomorrow. And then I respond to it at 3 o'clock, and everybody's happy. If they just don't respond, and then something happens to me, I get two contracts or an appointment with the top realtor, and I don't check my email that day, I look like a chump. So they have to respond to everything and be responsible. Sorry, Josh.
0: I have three people. They pick up every phone call and respond to every email. They're in the same office. Um, we have a grasshopper system where if you call and an L- one of the LP1s is on the phone and she's on the phone with the lead, it will jump to the next person, which then it will jump to the next person because we started running into an issue when they're taking the lead calls where somebody's on the phone and then the phone constantly is ringing and then they're rushing the lead call. So now it's a system where, hey, you're on the phone with a client spend as much time with them as you want because you have two other people in the same room and some days all three of them are on the phone and they'll go to voicemail but if it does, like Daniel said, he called me um, and they'll call you back. They'll call you right away. So
1: That's a good one. That's a nugget if you get a lot of leads. Um, this, yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Another, no.
1: Mine responds as no. me as well.
0: Yes, and so here's another thing that I, that I have all my LP2s do, because the problem that a lot of people face is they get so out of the their business to where the clients don't remember who they are and they don't think that they worked on their loan. So all my LP2s, every time they make a phone call to a client, let's say that we got a loan approval, they're going to be like, hey, Josh, congratulations, we got a loan approval, Oleg and I just were looking at it, Oleg wanted me to call you and tell you we still need A, B, and C. So... Each person is required to use my name two times when they do an outbound call to talk to a client. Same thing goes with Elite. Oleg wanted me to check in with you to see if you're going to get those documents over to us so we could finish your pre-approval. Oleg's excited to be working with you. Otherwise, what happens is they're like, they close a loan with you, but they don't remember, oh, yeah, I worked with Danielle. Uh, yeah, Yeah, I think I talked to Oleg once. So the whole goal is I don't want to have a business that at the end, they don't remember who you are because the person that controls the lead controls that's the keys to the castle, right? So you don't want to give that up. So train your team to do it that way. But that's why they respond from my email. Okay, this one I'm super nervous about. Agent Legend. It's a hack. Cool, that's enough. All right, so Agent Legend very simply is a... It's a program that allows you to pre-record a voicemail, um, set up a campaign that you could uh, have a voicemail, a text, an email go out, and it does the same thing every single time, and you could schedule exactly the the, the time that it goes out. So for example, um, I'll just kind of run through a quick campaign that I do for TBDs. So as soon as we enter the person into Agent Legend, which is usually a couple days after um, they're pre-approved, they'll get a pre-recorded voicemail that, from me that says, you know, hey, it's Oleg, I just want to thank you again for uh, you know letting us uh, get you pre-approved, we're excited to be working with you, you know, now at this stage, the next steps for you to find a home, we've already sent the pre-approval letters out to you and your agent, if you have any questions at all at this stage, call me, um, because I know there's a lot of information that we covered, if you don't, don't, don't worry, don't need to call me back, I just want to let you know my team and I are here for you, Okay? Next, a week later, they get an email with a video of the things that they don't want to do during the process, right? Like, don't let anybody else pull your credit. Don't buy, buy you know. So hold fire. on.
1: So Agent Legend is a software program. You enter it, and it does all the stuff for and you. Every
0: time. The same And you time, program yes.
1: it how you want it.
0: Yes. You okay. create the campaign, it does it the same. Okay. So they get this email. So get this. They get this email that goes, um, you know, uh, here's the things you don't want to do. Here's a video. Followed by a text. Three minutes later that says, hey, Josh, I just sent you this email with what you don't want to do. It might have went to uh, your junk box. Check it out when you get a chance. Uh, uh, um, and let me know if you have any questions. If you don't, don't worry about it. I uh, Just want to let you know we're here for, for you, right? And then a couple weeks after that, um, they'll get a, uh, 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 just a general email. How's it going? How's the home search? Here's this and that. Then two weeks after that, they'll get a text message that has a link to a video that goes, uh, you know, here are the things that my buyers are doing today to get their offer accepted. It's been 45 days since um, we got you pre-approved. Um, if you've written any offers and you got beat out, here's what you want to do. Let me know if my team can help in any way. And then they could click on the uh, uh, the video link and then it goes to my video and they watch the video. And then um, two months into it, they'll get a pre-recorded voicemail that goes, hey, it's been two months since we got you pre-approved. Just thought I'd check in. Let me know if you need any pre-approval letters. Uh, let, let my team know if you want us to run any payment scenarios for you. If you are looking at homes that might be out of your budget and you want us to see different ways how we could get there, let us know we're here. If you don't need us, don't need to call us back. Otherwise, best of luck. Just want to let you know we're here. Followed by a text that says, I just left you, hey, Josh, just left you a voicemail. If you need me, let me know. So the, the great thing about it is that so far, no client has ever asked me if it was me, and it does the same thing every time I have this campaign set up for for six months and so that 's how you're able how we were able to increase our conversion um, this year on our TBDs because when you have let's say two hundred or 250 out there it 's very very hard to stay in front of them so that 's what Agent Legend does in addition to that, um, if you generate a t- you know leads online leads um, It'll do the follow-up for you however many times a day you want. If you wanted to contact them 10 times a day, it will. And as soon as they respond, it it, it will shoot a uh, a contact to your team, and it'll stop the response, and then your team can come in. It's like a perfect dialer, essentially, at the end of the day, and it replicates you. Hi, I'm Kathy. Hi, Kathy. I'm going to go back to um, your meetings with realtors.
1: Two questions. One, like your lunch meetings. What do you talk to them about? Is it the Ford? And second, can you give us a little more on your 10-week follow-up?
0: Well, Those are we'll long send you questions. the 10-week follow-up because it's a lot. I mean, it would take me over five minutes to cover that. But um, w- when, when I'm in front of an agent, one is, you know, I go through the Ford conversation with them. Then I share pain. I always talk about how hard it was when I first got into business, how i didn 't realize my role as a salesperson, how I did this, how I did that, and my whole goal in that is to one understand where you know where they are, what struggles they're having in their business, and all that, to establish that I am a normal per, you know regular person i 'm not a, a robot or anything or it's not just business right and then three I'll always try to at that point, decide what level of relationship can I get on with that uh, uh, realtor? Is it going to be primary? Is it going to be a business relationship? Is it going to be a second, uh, 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 backup lender to them? And then I try to sell that. So if, I, if you're like, yeah, my brother works at Wells Fargo. I love, uh, I love working with him and this and this and this. I'll be like, hey, I want to be your backup lender. for When Wells Fargo can't do the deal, use me. And I'll tell him that. like, Use me. A ton of agents use me as a backup lender. Hey, I, I get it. So, then I'll push that.
1: Cool. Next question. Yeah, real quick, you Thanks. manage 200 realtors, uh help on un- uh, how do you handle the weekend question uh with that many and, and them wanting you to work weekends and prequel and all that. So How,
0: how do I answer which How do you questions? handle
1: so he's saying, "Hey, you got all those realtors, right? And they bug me on the weekend. How many bug you and how do you handle it?"
0: Well, right now we you know, we typically tell them if you need a pre-approval, we'll send it to you. And my team will send them pre approvals So, want do you to... rotate someone who covers the weekends? Yes.
1: So, he has a hotline, he forwards his phone, someone gets the cell phone for the weekend, the next person, the next person gets it, next week, so everybody's on one weekend a month. And Good question.
0: We'll take in a lead, but we won't do a prequal on the weekend. But we'll take a lead, we'll tell them what we need, we'll send them a list, we'll send out a pre approval letter, but we're not going to prequal anybody on the weekend. Cool. Quick technical on uh, Agent Legend. Is it coming from your email address, your phone number for the text, or is it a generated one? It's a separate a- phone number from a text. It is coming from my email. And when they respond, it goes to my team, and then my team handles all the responses. So
1: that's why you say, hey, this is Oleg on the text?
0: Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, when that text goes out, does it come across with that text code on the top of it, like when I do easy text? Or does it look like it's just coming it's from It's just a different a number with the same area code as mine. You know what I'm talking about when an easy text has got that No, that yeah, no, it is, just looks it, like a, yeah, you'll never know. It's just a different know. phone number. That's okay. it. All right. Super yep. quick. Um, on the email delegation... Do you feel that that person can be a non-industry person, like if an entry-level person that comes in? Or do you really think that it needs to be somebody that knows mortgage? Realistically speaking, you want them to understand mortgage and know the mortgage. So unless that person is so amazing that you absolutely don't have a second choice, I would absolutely only hire somebody that knows mortgages to respond to my email, especially to my email. Last, last question. Last question right here. James. I'm coming. I'm coming. Voicemail, no, voicemail, no, no, I, so in phone burner, you can set up a generic voicemail that if they don't pick up it automatically sends it to them. I don't select that. I'll, I'll leave a personalized voicemail. I'll never leave them a generic. Absolutely. That's why it takes them seven hours. Yes. yes. You select no voicemail. You can leave it. Okay. That's one. it
1: guys. Listen, go to page 304 and breakout class number two, write down the name of our class right there where it says breakout number two, which is a day in the life. And give us a scale 1 to 5 and do me a favor and give it up for my friend Oleg. Give it up for Oleg!
0: You've been listening to The Core's Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.coretraining.com.